Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to r slash best of Redditor updates, an amazing subreddit where stories are compiled from across Reddit and we get to hear what happens in the end. This first story is from r slash true off my chest and it's truly mind blowing as you can probably tell by the title and thumbnail. Without further ado, sit back, relax if you can and let's get straight into this one. My boyfriend asked for a paternity test. As soon as the results show he's the father, I'm leaving him. I'm a new mum to a baby boy who is my pride and joy. And though it's been a roller coaster adjusting to taking care of a baby, the past few months have been great. Tiring, but great. I have a boyfriend of three years who is the first person relationship-wise that I've ever loved. And I thought we were doing great as new parents, but also as partners. Friday, he came home and he asked me for a paternity test. Just like that, completely out of the blue. I was putting away the dishes and he asked for one, like he was asking what was for dinner. I'm a different race from him, but our child, apart from the skin tone, is literally his mirror image from pictures I'd seen of him when he was a baby. I was stunned when he asked, and his reasons were that he had to be sure he was the father, he had to have that certainty. All I remember as he was speaking is just immediately feeling pain. The man I love doesn't trust me. He would actually believe that I would screw someone else, cheat on him, and then try to pass off another man's baby as his. I've never ever given him reason to think I would cheat on him. I've tried to be transparent and communicated, but it wasn't enough. He told me he would give me time to think about this, that he wouldn't go behind my back and do this test, but for our relationship to move forward, he needs to be 100% sure. He repeated this because he, in his words, need you to realize how serious I am. After thinking for a couple of days, I'm going to allow him this paternity test because I have nothing to hide. I never cheated and would have never cheated on him. Once it's proven that he's the father, I'm ending it. I'm leaving the same day and I'm gonna try my best to be a cooperative co-parent with him. In the meantime, I'm coming up with my exit plan. A place to live and a lawyer to work out a custody arrangement and courts. I can't even tell my family or my friends right now because they would go nuclear and my first priority is our child. I hope the test was worth it to him. I'm not asking for advice or reassurance or to explain his side. I just, I'm just realizing this part of my life is now over. What a way to start the new year. And what a way to start this episode. But without further ado, the whole point of this subreddit is that we get to know what happens next. So here is the first update three weeks later. We did the paternity test my boyfriend wanted. It's been a couple of weeks since I posted and I've just been navigating things after. I'm gonna call my boyfriend, Mason, to keep things clear. This is going to be long, sorry, don't be. Also, why post this on Reddit? I don't know, guys, I don't know. But to clarify a few things. One, with different races, but to my knowledge, his family plus extended is more than okay with it. His mother actually set us up. 
I went to a dinner party and he and I were the only single people who had been invited and we hit it off She admitted to trying to set us up for months Two, We have had no issues with cheating or any situations where things could be sketchy during the years we've been together We also haven't broken up or taken any breaks three our son is his mirror image My boyfriend confided to his cousin about the paternity test a couple of days after he asked me And the cousin told his wife and it spread like wildfire Especially in their family group chats His mum put an end to the speculation though by doing a half and half pick of him and our son But also adding some additional individual pics of both of them She posted the pictures in the family group chat and said look at the old pics I found of mason after people commented She said actually the one on the right is my grandchild or this one isn't mason Literally, the family members just thought that it was the same person in all of the pictures and that some of the photos were taken in darker lighting. That is how much our son looks like him, which I find funny, but also a little annoying. Like, I carried you for nine months, all for you to be a copy of your dad. I didn't see the group chat, but the topic died down when his mum did that. Anyway, we talked. When I'd made the first post, I was so angry and planned to leave, but the anger was quickly replaced by hurt once I calmed down. I realized if I blindsided him like that, I would be doing the exact same thing that he did to me when he asked for a paternity test. I planned to ask him to talk, but I also didn't want him to think that I was trying to get out of the test. So beforehand, I booked an appointment at two different paternity test locations. I asked him to talk when he came home and I made sure our child was at my mum's. I told him that whatever happened with this talk, the paternity test had been booked and would go forward. I basically asked him his reasoning and when he started having doubts about paternity, was it a previous relationship? Did cheating happen? He said it was about a week before he asked me that he started having doubts. He said that he was on his lunch break one day just reading articles and he clicked on an old article about a man who found out his three kids weren't his after like 20 years. This led him into a rabbit hole of podcasters and YouTube videos that encourage men to ask for paternity tests. While he thought those podcasters were idiots, he said that paternity was an exception. He said his reasoning was that some women have done this before and he wanted to be sure. He said, you know it's yours because the baby comes out of you, but how do I know? This test gives me that assurance. I was hurt by that, but I decided to explain how I felt. I said that for him, it was a rational request. While for me, it was basically him saying that he didn't trust me. It was him saying that he believed I would cheat on him, get pregnant, have him emotionally, financially, and physically support me during the pregnancy and birth, and basically lied to him while he raised another man's child. I told him that I understand that women had done this before, but the fact that he thought I would do this to him is what bothered me. I told him the truth, that when I was angry, I'd planned to leave, and I even went looking into a lawyer, a co-parenting plan, and a new place to live. He was stunned that I'd leave for something so small. I found that to be a weird kind of irony, that he believed issuing an ultimatum about a paternity test and basically accusing your partner of cheating was something small. I told him I was really hurt by what he said, that I was still hurt, but that if he needs this peace of mind, that we would do it. He asked what about our relationship, and I told him I didn't know. We did the test two days later, got the results back after three days. He opened both of them and to the surprise of no one, he is the dad. He was visibly relieved when he read the test and I don't know why that hurt more. It's been about two weeks from the results and I'm still really hurt. God, I sound so pathetic. I feel pathetic. I thought the results would maybe relieve some of that, but it didn't. It's like a switch clicked when he asked for the test and I can't find a way to click it off. I'm pretty sure that postpartum is playing a part in this because all I do is cry and I wasn't like this before. I've also moved into the spare room, something he was against, but I felt bad because apart from when our son is awake, I'm sad all the time. 
I'm looking for a therapist. I'm looking for a therapist. I don't know how people find therapists they like so quickly, by the way. And he wants to do couples therapy and is looking for one. He already has a few appointments booked just to try them out. He wants to move on, marriage, more kids in the future, and go back to where we were and thinks that our relationship is now stronger. While I'm just thinking, our relationship right now is weaker than a person on stilts. I don't know if I would say we're together. The physical affection is gone. I'm not in the right mindset and I don't want him to touch me. We rarely talk about anything but the baby. It's awkward and I'm trying to find a way back to where we were and I can't see how. I'm going to try and fix this and try therapy, individual and couples, but I just have this feeling that this is basically a sinking ship. I hope I'm wrong. I want very much to be wrong. And now moving on to the final update that was posted just a couple of weeks ago. I left. Things have gone downhill and under advisement, I can't really discuss it until things have been settled in court. I guess I'm really a cautionary tale on what can go wrong. Please, if you have concerns with your partner, discuss things beforehand, especially before you have a child. Thank you again for your different perspectives, hoping to have everything settled eventually. And there we go, a truly horrible story all in all. I personally can't think of anything worse than being in OP's spot here. And by the way, all the time when you're saying you feel pathetic, you're so pathetic, you're definitely not. Like, it's as simple as this, as you said it yourself. The trust that you have with your partner who you're about to have a kid with or have just had a kid with is completely gone. That's not pathetic. That is literally what the entire relationship is about. And also, if he doesn't understand why that's such a big deal to ask for a paternity test, then is he really someone that you want to be with anyway? That's such an obvious thing. And look, even if he really does want to get a paternity test for whatever reason, he has to understand why that's such a terrible thing to ask for, surely. It just goes against everything that a relationship would ever be, in my opinion. Ah sucks i will say though that from my perspective again i obviously don't know what's really going on the inner workings of the relationship how it is day to day but from what i've just read i think you've made the right decision i don't really know what you mean by things have gone downhill and you can't say about it because of a court case Fair enough. I hope you're safe and it wasn't, you know, too out of hand. But yeah, to me, it does seem like it's a good thing that you left. And that is just compounded, to be fair, by the final update. Okay, moving on to our next post. Now, this one was also posted on r slash true off my chest. My sister is infertile and I'm glad. I am a 28 year old woman and I have an older sister, Angela, who was 30, whom I've never liked. She always had to compete with me, but never in a normal sibling rivalry way. Our entire life, she always seemed resentful of my existence, as the spotlight couldn't perpetually shine on her, so she had to step on everything I enjoyed. Per se, if I learned piano, she had to learn piano. If I excelled at a subject, she suddenly became a scholar in it. If I told my mum I had a crush, Angela would be dating that boy in a week. I'd always tell my parents when she did this, but I was disregarded because sisters copy each other and I can't gatekeep what she likes. She always monitored what activities I did and the clothes I wore so she could outdo me. If I wore a flannel, Angela would come to school wearing an all flannel dress. It was 2010 and that was peak fashion in our school. There was also more praise that followed Angela. Even if I took the initiative to begin the activity first, she was praised because she was better. My parents would miss work to attend her dance recitals, going to every single one because the world would stop if they missed it. However, I remember maybe two of mine they attended because they were stuck at work or were otherwise preoccupied. Angela reveled in this. She'd make comments under her breath around our parents. Whenever our parents went around, she'd tell me how much she hated me and how I should stop trying because I'd always come second to her. She also physically bullied me in school. 
Angela purposely tripped me, threw things at me, and hit me in the hallways on a nearly daily basis. The school had gotten involved multiple times, threatening Angela with suspension, and my parents fought it every time. My parents repeatedly told administration that this was a family matter and we were just bickering like normal sisters. She was never once, though, reprimanded by either parent. Once, Angela was caught impaling a cat on the school fence and my parents still defended her, saying this was normal teenage behavior. Oh my god. I often was the one in trouble as Angela would start crying, saying how she was being targeted by the school when I had antagonized her. After one of these occasions, Angela cut and bruised herself to prove to dad that I was the aggressor. Wow, that is so manipulative. I became a pariah due to Angela's malicious rumors about me, so it was difficult for me to make friends. I resorted to only befriending people from other districts. Angela eventually made sure I had nobody by stalking them, befriending them, telling all my friends lies about how I was favored by our parents, and I constantly bullied and belittled her. She even stole boyfriends of mine doing this, convincing them I was horribly mean and an awful person that copied her every move. Once, she catfished me on MySpace for four months and baited me into sending her nudes, which she proceeded to send to my parents and everyone in school, including teachers. What? This woman is mental. Later on, she told one of the boys I liked that those were actually her pictures and that I had catfished her. I can't actually quite believe what I'm reading. This is one of the most disgusting people I think I've ever come across, ever. Let's carry on. The day of my high school graduation, my mum sat me down and told me Angela revealed the horrid abuse she'd suffered at my hands and that I was no longer welcome in their home. After moving out the next day, my parents made very few attempts to communicate with me, only the occasional holiday and birthday text. All financial aid was also abruptly ended as soon as I stepped foot on campus. I met my now husband shortly after this and we were married within a year. They did not feel inclined to attend my wedding or even congratulate me. I informed my parents when I had my first child eight years ago as an opening, but they have made no attempt to contact or meet any of my now three children. Best I know of Angela now from what I've heard is that she got married to one of the boyfriends she stole from me in high school and she's been posting about her infertility issues and how she can't offer my parents their first grandbaby. After years of silence, I received a text at eight this morning from my mother that I will copy and paste below. Hey OP, it's me, your mama. We haven't talked in a while and I surely miss you terribly. I wanted to let you know that your sister just had a miscarriage earlier this week. Angie and Justin are struggling a lot right now. Send something a little sweet her way. I'm sure she'd appreciate it. Get back to me. I love you. I hate to say it, but I'm glad she's suffering. I'm glad she doesn't get to be a mother. If she tormented me for years, what would she do to a child, especially a girl? I don't wish death on any baby, but I know in my heart that child would be damaged by her. I'm angry at my parents, expecting me to have any sense of obligation to her. I don't even have any sense of obligation to them. They always believed her and dismissed me. I was always the problem child. And it's strange how my mother can be so warm to me when asking me to do something for my sister. Also, the fact they cared more about my sister's now dead fetus than my actual children, who wonder why they've only got one set of grandparents. I feel some sort of guilt for it, but I refuse to offer any condolences to my destructive, narcissistic sister who's been justified in her bad behavior since birth. Maybe this will change her, help her develop empathy or any type of emotion that isn't hate or vindictiveness. If that happens, I would be more than willing to offer support, but until then, I feel nothing but a small inkling of happiness that she's hurt. 
am I awful for this? My gosh, I mean, guys, update, of course, incoming. But first of all, I need to answer that question. And the resounding answer is quite an obvious no. Like, again, as I said during that, this girl, your sister, is one of the most malicious people that I've ever come across in any of these posts ever. Like, I genuinely do mean that. And I know that sounds a little bit hyperbolic, and I do say that sort of thing quite often. This time, I mean it. Like, there's levels to this. And this is just demonic honestly it's like devil-like it's satan personified it's unbelievable it really is and i'm so so sorry i have to deal with this so then nonetheless um what's gonna happen now i've got no idea let's get into the update that was posted a few days later in the comments hey there it's michelle norris i'm host of a podcast called your mama's kitchen when i travel i'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when i'm not at home and one of the things i love to do when i am at home is entertain and airbnb allows me to do that when i was in california recently i rented a house that had a great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well if you have a home but you're not always at home you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host hey i'm back with an update i wanted to thank all of you guys sincerely for the comments awards and personal messages i've received i feel very emotional knowing that my account of my childhood is finally being believed and met with warmth and support. It's been hard for me to talk about, as many believe I'm being disingenuous or overdramatic. It's hard to believe, so I get it. So really, thank you all from the bottom of my heart. I decided not to respond to my mother. I blocked both of my parents, and I thought it would end there. But when does it ever? Wednesday morning, my messenger was being flooded with texts from my parents' siblings. Most of the messages consisted of me being told I need to answer my mother's calls and how callous I was being. I proceeded to block all of them as well. My cousin heard this from her younger sister, who was subject to being around my parents and Angela for family dinners. My mother and her siblings all live within a couple of blocks from each other and eat together most nights. I'm very sorry to hear that. All right, so here is a transcript of some of the things that OP's cousin's younger sister heard the family saying about OP. And Aunt Kathy is OP's mum in this. Angela kept calling OP an abusive ingrate because she wouldn't talk to Aunt Kathy. Aunt Kathy said they needed to start inviting OP to family stuff so she comes around to being a surrogate. You know, guys, I was wondering when that word was going to be mentioned. It got weird real quick because Angela said she wants to use my husband's sperm so her kid is tall and has blue eyes. Then Kathy, OP's mom, was saying how they just need to be around her for like a year then they can cut her off again or whatever. Angela kept saying that OP is the only way she can have kids because she doesn't want to raise someone's trash baby. Now, reading those messages made me want to hurl. Do they think that my uterus is some fish hatchery that can be bought with some kind words and casserole? It's nice to know Angela is too much of a narcissistic butt to adopt though. I am officially done with every single one of them. If they try to come around me, I would get a restraining order before they can even darken my doorstep. Between the weak conspiracy they come up with to try and use me like a baby bargain bin and the nasty words they continue to speak about me, I will no longer claim to have a family outside of the one I've created. I'm sorry if this is difficult to read, but reading that again just got me so worked up. But you guys got the update you asked for, so that's the silver lining, I guess. Anyway, thank you guys again. And there we have it. <sighs> again, like, much like the first story there, guys. <sighs> What is this? Those are two of like the deepest, darkest stories I've ever read. An entire family just against both people. 
both posters. It just sucks to see. It's just weird. Like, they're the nice people. It doesn't even matter that they're the ones reading it or writing it and that it's coming from their perspective. Obviously, you would say that's a little bit biased, but it doesn't even matter because it's so clear from the way they're talking the events they describe that those things have happened to them and that they are the nice people and they're just being picked on by their horrible family members it's crazy that this exists but yeah back-to-back -back stories of just super tough situations but good outcomes with that one 100 keep doing what you're doing block those let's keep it light and keep it pg but you know what i mean i will say one final point though guys that op you better get that restraining order pretty quickly because i think that this is going to escalate if you're not careful with the rest of that psycho family they're getting your parents siblings on board Who's next? You know, the parents' dogs, some other family members, like Psycho Granny. Who knows? Maybe even a newborn. Not going to come from your sister, that's for sure. Now, is that, is that nice? I don't think that's a very nice thing to say, but based on what I've just read, that's a joke that I think I can just about get away with. Love a bit of dark humor. And there it is. Anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this one. I'm going to leave that joke in just because, you know, why not? Uh, I really hope you did enjoy this episode. A couple of just mental posts there. Oh, my heart goes out to the posters, I will say that. But uh, yeah, if you did enjoy and you want more content like this straight away from one of my quickly becoming favorite subreddits on the entirety of Reddit, check out the video on screen. Also link down below if you want to watch more and subscribe to the channel. Follow me. Drop a like on the episodes. I just get cramped my foot, but we're going to carry on. Oh, what an outro. Ah. Oh. There we go, it's gone. What a time to get cramp, hey? Keep it sexy. Okay, everybody. Should I click stop? Oh, I just might. And I have. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.